Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Daniele Rocha Lanza, owner of Daniele's Fitness, not just a regular personal training company, but they have a unique methodology and guides clients through an integrated mind, body, spirit practice that helps to release and heal emotions that you may be holding on to and to cultivate a strong sense of empowerment, both mentally and physically. Well, fantastic. Daniele, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. Oh, you're so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on you know, where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love working with? Yeah, so right now in the business, um, I own a small business in Sonoma County in California. So for everyone that's hearing, I'm here in California, originally from Brazil. And uh, I have a few employees, few trainers, life coaching. And we are here to to help the clients to manage their emotions. Because when I became a personal trainer, I understood that I was able to, for me to train a client, I can do a beautiful training. I can do a beautiful workout. I can tell them, let's do 10 burpees, 10 push-ups, run one kilometer, come back. Oh, you're sweating. That's beautiful. But later in, later when you get home, you go and eat your emotions. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the workout I did with you. So I have to train your mind first. So that way I can train your body. And that's what I understood because I was overweight. I gained, when I came to America, to the USA, I gained 45 pounds. I got to know some good friends called fast food. <laughs> and like they want buy one, get one free. And really, we don't have that. It's buy one, get one free. I eat both at the same time. Because here it was like, rush, let's go run. The life here is really busy. Mm. And I gained 45 pounds. And I lost all the weight later. And I understood that I tried all the shortcuts that all my clients did. Doing cardio, did I took diet pills, tried so many diets for one week, and bought books, which I never read them. I read one page and never finished read, and even went to Food Addicts Anonymous. It did not work. I lost 10 pounds by getting back because I didn't understand the first it started on my mind. Mm-hmm. And after that, one day, I don't know if you guys have that. One day I was watching WWE. Have you heard about it? It's American wrestling. Uh-huh. I was my TV, I was in my living room 
No, it wasn't my bed. And I was watching. And I saw those beautiful girls fighting. And I'm like, oh, my God, I wanted that body. And that was the day that I started studying every single thing. But I did not study only about exercise. Of course, I had to study nutrition. But I did not eat vegetables when I came from. So first, I had to understand, put in my mind that I love vegetables. I love eating. Of course, when I used to eat them, I used to make a shake, put everything there, close my nose and swallow that. You found a way to do it. Yeah, yeah. I had to find a way until I started liking. And after that, I started understanding that I have to train my mind. So I started studying neurolinguistics, life coaching. I have a bachelor's degree in science biology. Mm. I study uh, so many things, everything, biochemics. So I understand that you have to work on your mind. You have to work. And that's why when I created my business, first I was doing personal training. And after that, no, I need more than that. So I started teaching people about the trauma because whatever happened to you in the past, it can still bother you unconscious. And that way uh, we have life coaching to support you on that. And we teach you techniques because emotional eating comes all the way from when you were a baby, when your mom, if you think about it, it's so much science proven that emotionally it comes from when you're breast, when you're in the breastfeeding zone that time, when you're breastfeeding, because when you stress or hungry or just want to, your mom, what they do, your mom, what they do is breastfeed you. And that's the first time to receive love. And every time you have love, feeding, and that's the first connection you have with feeding and love. And oh my gosh, can... you're so right there. And it's then built up over time. So it's... all these other elements are when you're a kid, when you're just growing up and the cookies and, and the, the smell yeah. and where we seek satisfaction. Oh my gosh. And that's <laughs> it. It's imprinted into our mind. It's so true. It is all that. And after that, we get introduced to cookies, pizza. And when you stress, what do you do? You wanted the love. You wanted that memory, that unconscious, that nothing. Oh, I wanted my mom breast milk. That's not that. You wanted that sensation of love that you had. And that's what it is. And after that, you get introduced with the bad food mm. and like unhealthy food, fried food. And food after becomes a traditional uh, ritual, like weddings, funerals, uh, birthday parties become part of your life. A Friday, a Monday, it's an excuse that you can put on as well. Um, but just, just to that end, because so far you've already covered physical, you're covering nutrition, you're covering the programming that we have. Oh my gosh, it's such a, it's such a soup of, of aspects that, are, that can control or guide or hinder us. So when, when your clients first come to you, what is it that you traditionally time and time again, that you have to first help them with so that you can truly help them? So first, our clients need to work on their unconscious. And they work uh, online. They have videos they watch. And after they watch those videos, they come to a small group. They have to come to a small group for support and tell them what they felt doing the exercise. Like, for example, mm. they connect with their unconscious. They see the, the first exercise, they have to draw three things how they see themselves, what is the biggest problem, and what is the solution for that problem. 
So that way, a lot of times, um, is another uh, drawing is another type of meditation for you to connect with your inner self to putting out there. And big, big painters like Frida, she she had a car bus accident and she was on bed, and she used to drawing as a time of meditation. So that's something. Another thing is draw. They have to understand the family, family tree habits are created in the family that you don't even notice, but they are there. Habits. So we make the clients draw a family tree. And the family tree, the genogram, a genogram, they're going to notice habits that they have, families that they have, and they, and they still keep going. For example, some families are workaholic, like mine. I noticed through my family, we are divided. A lot of my families, like my father's side there mm. i can notice like that people have money people have no money and after that you notice all my my cousins and uncles and siblings everyone a workaholic so i see patterns that they came to me but even now i bring it to the, my conscious side it's like oh my god i didn't notice this pattern that happens from my father from my uncles from my mm. sisters either or that can be food too food family like oh i see that everybody overeats or they drink they drink one their problems so i see one person alcoholic and after that another person alcoholic and another person. now that you really put in a paper it's like a map yeah. you literally you see the map where you want to go either you keep on but the same road this this awareness is fantastic it's it's illuminating it's like oh my gosh finally you see stuff however it's tough. Now you know this stuff. That's just step one. Understanding, having that awareness is great. Now you got to do something with it. And as you said earlier, it is so deeply grained into us. The programming is, is there. It's Some of it is so deeply rooted that it's these habits have been formed over decades and decades. So, yes, it is. And you're going to have to find, and in this program, the heart of the program is meditation. But you will exercise, exercise, physical exercise with a trainer. And, and you're going to receive workout plans too. The days you're not meeting with the trainers, you have the workout plans. And, uh, and uh, that way, you also have uh, the life coaching to, to help you, to keep pushing, to helping making sure you are on your target, you are on your goal. Mm. And, uh, and every day during the eight weeks, you're going to be meditating in different ways. Even meditation for food, be more mindfulness. Understand about mindfulness, mindful eating. Why our brain cannot do two things at the same time. So you want to understand scientifically and now put it to a test in that class and see if you do notice if your brain can focus on two things at the same time. Love that. There's so much covered here. It's beautiful to see that the your methodology, everything that you pack into this, it has to cover the, you have to cover the entirety because it's all too easy to go to from one aspect, just one point, nutrition, exercise, mindsets, genetics. Oh my gosh, there's so much that you could actually work at this. But to bring them all into one umbrella, number one, it's like, holy crap, that's so overwhelming. Secondly, someone like you and your team to guide someone through this. That's where I think the special 
ness comes in. It's huge. So with what you do, that's fantastic. What was it like for you as you started to put this together, not from your clients, but from your perspective as the business owner, what was your journey like as you realized, oh, these things can all work alongside each other and actually they should? Yeah, for me, it was after the fires in 2018 here in California. We had a big fire that destroyed almost the whole Sonoma County. And um, during that time, again, I had to stop my business again. And it started. <laughs> I have a lot of clients that lost the houses. And um, and I noticed the mental stress. Everyone, the trauma, the everyone waking up that day with the fires on the mountains. I remember that day waking up the fires in the mountains and every, the whole town. Mm. And the stress and the trauma that, that was stuck on everyone. And um, Sonoma County invited Sonoma County invited this big nonprofit organization that helps people with trauma. In, and they say that uh, for people who wants to become a facilitator, so they have to go through the program. That time I was just a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And of course, I was studying neurolinguistics programming. But I knew it was more than just reprogram people's minds. And when I went through this program, and I became a facilitator. And after that, I keep the studies going and I became a practitioner of the healing the trauma. I understood that's the time that my clients, everyone has trauma. I never thought that way about trauma. I never thought like, oh, fitness, neurolinguistics, but trauma, everyone have. And uh, either you move on or you get stuck on them. Mm. And that was the time of the fires that, Okay, I have to bring this to my business because, and I did during COVID. And after that, I, 2008, 2018, after 2018, was 2019, the program, I did it. And I was pregnant. 2020 came COVID. So two, two times trauma for a whole population, for the whole country. So I was like, oh boy. And, uh, and I started doing, applying that trauma exercise on my clients. Mm-hmm. So I not, did not only have clients that want to lose weight. I have clients that had prostate cancer, breast cancer, clients going through a divorce, clients going afraid to be outside. And it was, let me say, freedom for them. Some clients, for example, have to go through breast cancer, do the treatment. During the treatment, they said that they couldn't breathe, that they could, it was so painful. But because they learned techniques, on my program, they, they were able to breathe. And they were exercising at the same time. They were exercising, they about food. And for them, and they're right now so healthy. Clients of prostate cancer, the hardest part for clients of prostate cancer is to go to the bathroom. And he could go. It's like, it, this is the mind change. For me, it's not about just losing weight because that's easy. Everyone can do it. But if you tell me that your life changing, you are able to heal about your trauma, that makes a difference for me. Oh, it's the knock on effect of this. I mean, that losing weight is one aspect, but the accumulation, what it does to your relationships, the activities you can do, exactly. the pain that you no longer feel, um, it can go in so many different directions. So I love that you focus on, on that. And it sounds like what you created, all these different elements, actually came from 
a desire from you because I think you needed this as well. So you maybe created yeah. something that you needed, you've used, and now you want to share with other people because it helped you to overcome this sort of start stop the the fear of your business not picking up again because you've seen the ups and the downs we all have as entrepreneurs but oh, to yeah. see that dramatically and to lose clients and then start from nothing again it's oh my gosh it can be so tough so as you've as you've built your business as you've come through this and you have the methodology um now you get to have a new transition because as you go from the solopreneur to being the CEO, from stepping away and continuing to lead your business with your team, what's it like for you as your roles obviously have changed? It was hard in the beginning. It was so hard because before it was only me and that's it. It was hard for me to tell someone, hey, can you please see this client? Can you do this? Telling people what to do, that was so hard. What was, what was because, the hardest part for you? Because I'm not, it's only, uh, the easy part was only for me. It was only me. Yeah. It's only me pushing myself to do it. And uh, and I never, I, I read so many books about not micromanage people. And I want to make sure for me, every time I was talking to someone, I had to like go to my memory, go back to micromanage. And it's like, is this a micromanaging? And they're like, go like if a category. It's like, so it's a category. No, that's not micromanage. So can you do this telling people what to do? And yeah. it, it's really easy for me telling a client what to do. It's like, yeah. hey, no, okay, this what? No, bring it's really easy. But telling an employee what to do mm. is really hard because I feel like I don't want to hurt, I didn't want to hurt people's feelings. Yeah. But now I so during the process and after years, I had to learn, okay, now this is how you talk. This is how you say you have to learn during the process mm. and making sure they understand that you own the company because the company, the company is my day. If you ever want to leave, it's, I, after that, I understood, like, if everyone leaves, they're not going to remember that they work for me. It's my name. It's Danielle's Fitness that's going to be in charge of everyone. If there is a lawsuit, it's my name. So after that, I was able to be better communicated and better better CEO of a company. Because mm. it telling... must be so tough to have that, to go from that, that swift change from the solopreneur to bringing in team members and who obviously, they, they can never be as, they must know your vision and your mission and what you're trying to achieve together and where you're growing. But they're never going to have as much love, uh, desire for your business. They, they never can. They shouldn't. But that's a tough thing to sort of let go of. So as you realize that, you know what, it, it is your name. Was it tough to actually let go of ways of working to allow your team to maybe bring their skills, maybe something different from how you would have done it? Was there a little bit of control there that you maybe not proud of but it's like yeah it was tough to relinquish that control how was that going down now for me it was hard not i had to close my mouth i have to close my mouth and understand give them on the, uh let them tell me how they want to do it and hear them yeah so the fact for, for me the hardest is close my mouth 
So that way I'm able to close. But inside of me, I wanted to say something. Mm. But I'm like, close your mouth. Don't say anything. Just let them say. That's the hardest. Knowing that inside I want to say, but I have to. I, I, I should not say and let them be. Let them be the manager. Let them be the creator. Mm. Just give your points, but don't micromanage them. And yeah. I try not, I, I'm never being micro. All of them always tell me, like, they love me here. They love me, me as a boss. They say that I don't micromanage them. And uh, because, but I have to hold myself. See, this is, this is to... to hear because it's so interesting to go behind the scenes of, you know, your, 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 your staff, your team say, yeah, you're fantastic as a leader. People see different things, but behind the service, like, yeah, and I'm struggling over here. I'm biting my tongue. I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to find who I am as, as a boss. These are things that people don't see because you don't share that. Traditionally, people don't share. That's why I love this podcast where we can just be so open and vulnerable. And yeah, we're all going through this. Here's what you're going to face when you get to this level. It's it's so intriguing. So yeah, taking it one step further, looking forward. Um, obviously, now with your daughter and trying to balance, you have clients that you love and care about because the impact you have, you have your team who you need to take care of. And there's a little bit of sort of pressure there as well. And obviously the family life. So how do you, how do you as the business owner sort of balance all these things or where are you like, yep, I'm not very good over here and I'm still working on it. What's that like for you? Okay, balance is a strong word I understood. <laughs> balance is not really, really good in my dictionary. <laughs> You're not a Brazilian dictionary living in America. Um, it, it is hard. So what I try to do now is nine to five. First client, eight forty-five max till five p.m. That's the time I'll see clients uh, or talking to clients. But mm. after when I put my daughter to bed, I go to my computer and I start answering emails or. or or I'm on WhatsApp because one of my employees lives in another country and I'm telling her about what to do on my WhatsApp. And that's the bad part because because in another country, different times, and that's where my daughter is with me. So I again, I'm not focused 100% on her. And that's what I teach my clients. Hey, you cannot focus on your food and focus on your dreams and talk to somebody else at the same time. You cannot focus on two things at the same time. And I know that. And uh, so I try. Oh, that, as... that one point there, you said it beautifully. You know this, you know all this stuff, but it is so hard. Your clients know this stuff, but because of you and your team, your ability to hold them accountable, to support them through it, to keep on reminding them, to give them the right sort of tools and tactics, that's what makes the difference. So with yourself, to self-mentor your way through that, that's why it's so challenging and so tough. Um, know what to do, but not quite being able to do it because oh my gosh you have all the justifications and and reasons why just this thing i can i, I can yeah. do this or it's it's just a one-off right there's all these things coming to play exactly i just like just answer just approve these things that she's asking me. i just have to approve really quick and uh my husband's like i can't believe it because every other night my husband and i we one day she he put her to bed. Next day, next day it's me. Yeah, it's not every other night. So when he's his turn, I'm back in the computer, answer some emails. He's like, I can't believe it. 
I can't leave you for one second. I can't, you are a workaholic. But no, I'm not workaholic. No, I am workaholic. But I have to answer it then. So balance, I'm just trying to figure it out. Yeah. I really see clients only nine to five. I don't see after. And I'm avoiding to see clients on the weekend. Um, before, before my daughter was easier because I could see from 5 a.m. clients all the way to 7 p.m. every day. Yeah. Now it's like, nope, let's, and that's, that's why because of her, because when she was born and because of COVID, that's why my business grew. Mm. Because, okay, Danielle, you cannot do everything by yourself as much as you want. You cannot do by yourself. You need support. And that is the very essence of your business. You can't do it all on your own. You can't do it by yourself. That is maybe one of the hardest things to ask for help, to actually receive help. And then once you get it, the ability to, to hold space and as we call it, do the fucking things that you need to do because, oh my gosh, there are always excuses. So I love that you hold space for the people. And hey, look, Danielle, thank you so much for... Thank being you. with us today and sharing not only the amazing things that you do in your methodology and how you guide people, but behind the scenes of what it's like for you as, as a CEO, as you growing um, and sharing the real story, not just the sugar-coated, life's amazing. It's like, no, life is tough. It's glorious, but oh my gosh, there's always challenges. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And I tell people, when you own a business, people say, hey, you're going to have freedom. I don't know. If you learn how to balance, let me know. Send me an email. <laughs> because oh, yeah. the, rea you, you go <laughs> the from reality like, is... what, the, the nine to five, you put that away and you go into the six to midnight. What? Crazy. Yeah. Like every two books I read about business, I have to read. I read one for myself. So I just finished one for myself. Now I'm going to start again. Another one about mindfulness, mindset. That's for my business. So it's another one. So every two, I, so that's how we try. Awesome. Danielle, thank you so much. Uh, look, if people thank want to find so out much. more about, about the work that you do, where can they find you? You can go to my website, uh, daniellisfitness.com, uh, double L and Y, um, or Danielle's Fitness Instagram or Facebook. Awesome. Well, everyone, go check that out. And Danielle, thank you again for, for being with us today. Thanks, so, so, much thanks so much for having me. Oh, Thank you. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.